1: This is the Bobcat Insider, your exclusive look at Montana State Athletics. Now, here's the voice of the Bobcats, Jay Sanderson.
2: It was another beautiful and sunny day out on the MSU practice fields as day four of the 2018 Bobcat Fall Football Camp has come and gone. Another great day of work for the Bobcats. Helmet and shoulder pads again today. They go full pads tomorrow, but still some physicality out there today, and the position battles are still in full swing. After it was all done, Montana State head coach Jeff Choate, as he does each and every day, met with the media.
1: All right, day four in the books here, Montana State University Fall Camp. Um, Backed off on them a little bit. Uh, This was a a man-to-man day for us, and so there's a lot of communication that takes place on defense. We don't run a lot of man or haven't in the past, and that's something that we feel like we can do now. And so uh, that was kind of the install emphasis today, as well as blitz pickup. And then we did a second play third at the end. Uh, You know, really felt like our offense, again, was pretty efficient in uh, in nine-on-seven and seven-on-seven and some busts in terms of the coverage stuff, uh, defensively with the first day of the man-to-man stuff going in. But they got better as practice went on. And I thought our kids did have good energy. You can see that mental fatigue coupled with the physical fatigue of going through the grind here and, you know, having these guys here for 12 hours a day for, for four straight days is, is going to catch up with them a little bit. But this is this is kind of the dog days. You push through this first five, six days, it does get better. Like I tell them all the time, it's going to be hard, it's going to hurt, but you're going to survive. And uh, that's where we're at right now. We're seeing some guys that I thought, you know, tapped out a little bit yesterday in practice. And I was proud of some of those young guys that came out and participated and got better today. And I think that that shows that they're resilient and uh, that's what you got to be to be able to survive. And so this is, uh, like I told him, we're going to make it harder every day. And it was harder today, probably on a mentally, because we had a lot of new install. But uh, a good day, a really good day. I mean, we've got a ton of great film that we can go back and watch. we got some of our gap schemes, some of our Q runs in. And uh, that puts more pressure on the defense. Uh, probably my frustration with the offense maybe at the end was just little things like, you know, Alex Neal, our sen- senior center, he's got to get the ball back so so that we can operate and he struggled with that to a certain degree today and so uh you know he'll be better than that tomorrow and i know he will and he's going to be harder on himself than we're ever going to be on him but uh see it continue to see strides biggest thing we've got to do i think is we've got to get to the saturday scrimmage we've got to look at some guys and we've got to decide the pecking order of quarterbacks so we can start giving whoever that one and that two is a lot more reps so that's kind of my synopsis for uh for day two or four whatever the heck we're in it's groundhog day and uh take any questions
3: is tomorrow gonna to be a
1: full pad day? Yeah, it's our first full pad day. Okay. So yeah, so, so we'll you, be what are you
3: expecting to see tomorrow? You
1: know, I'm not much different. I mean I think kind of the days of oh full pads and everything's crazy different is kinda of over. Uh, we can't just go out there and, and you know turn this into a full on scrimmage. Uh, you know, we'll probably have some tone setters at the beginning, let them get their uh, let him shake it out a little bit and then we've got to get the same type of work done. We'll have situational work and play at work and everything's got to center around us taking the next step. And so don't really focus too much on that. Probably Saturday's the first day that's going to be different for him.
2: Saw
3: some guys shaking it up today. A couple uh, battles head to head. Is there anything that you get benefit from a little fight in camp? Is there any benefit or is that just part of football?
1: I think uh, you probably can recognize that as well as anybody. I mean, it's just, I mean, it's hot. You're tired. You're sick and tired of seeing that guy's face. And, uh, whether it's something they say or something they do, it sets you off, and I think it's good that we got a little bit of fight in us. So uh, you know, can't go on for 20 minutes. You know, get it out and let's move on. And so that's kind of what happened. And you know, those things are going to happen now. And when it happens in a game, we got to have a little bit more discipline. But uh, you know, that's kind of what camp's about. Is everybody's everybody's fighting for a job, and uh, nobody wants to be disrespected. Nobody wants to look, be made look bad. So
3: yesterday I took aerobic. To talked about a confidence issue in spring that he felt that he's tried to overcome how would you evaluate his spring kind of where he's at now with his conference
1: yeah I, I probably would agree with that you know because you know like i said i don't think it was any mystery to us that you know there's going to be some issues potentially with chris and so really towards the tail end of spring ball he took all the reps for the ones and so it was an opportunity for him really to kind of establish himself as the guy coming into summer us knowing that 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 issue with chris was on the horizon and so um for whatever reason he didn't step forward and, and kind of assert himself. And I think now he knows, well, that was a golden opportunity that I kind of let pass by because now I'm in a quarterback competition. Had it been another way around, he would have been the clear number one and I would have preferred that. But, uh, you know, I think he's, you know, hopefully understands, that, hey, that didn't work for me and I've got to take a different approach. And, you know, I see him really taking charge and, and, and forming himself into a leadership role, but he's got to assert himself with this team. That's what I think. I mean, I think he's got to say, no, I'm the guy really any of those guys I mean I know if it you know, I never played quarterback but I think about how I would be as a quarterback it probably wouldn't be very fun to play with but you know that's the way it's got to be you know you've got to you've got to say no this is let's get it going hey it's third and six let's get it done and I'm looking for somebody in that group to kind of emerge in that role
4: you mentioned Neil struggling a little bit what did you see from the
2: other guys on the line today
1: some good some bad some ugly you know it kind of depends on who's mixing you know I was like watching Dante you know when he was on the edge and you know, a one-on-one did an awesome job and then we had a line game called me he, he didn't really run it the right way and you know that's gonna happen. New terminology for him, those kind of things. Um, you know, we've got Tyrone Fontenone's playing at a really high level. He's uh he's and has since last spring. And I, I think he's probably you know our best defensive lineman at times. Uh and that's 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 a saying a lot when you look at Derek Marks who had a really good day. When you look at a guy like Tucker Yates who's considered one of the best interior defensive linemen in the big sky when you look at a guy like Zach Wright. So I think we've got some really good players on the D line, and, and, and it makes it hard on our offensive line. But Mitch is a really good player, you know. Tui today was probably a day that he kind of took a little bit of a dip, but up to this point in time, I've been really, really pleased with him, and I think that he'll continue to come on. Like I said, Lewis kind of quietly just going about his business. Zach Red filling in at one of the guard positions. So, you know, I think we're going to be a pretty good offensive and defensive front. I mean, I think that's where it starts. And you know, not to sound redundant, but we got to figure out who our quarterback is, and I think that'll a lot of pieces will come into play there
4: offensive line obviously you know returners um you know how much has kind of the familiarity and chemistry help going into now this year i think
1: there's a lot of trust that's built up with that group. those guys spend a lot of time together i mean very similar personalities they kind of you know i mean i don't know what they do i was never an lineman either but i think whatever it is they do together eat probably is one of those things Um, but they're you know they're kind of a really cohesive group and because of that i think they uh, they they kind of almost intuitively know you know what you're going to do in this situation, or I'm going to do in that situation. That's what you got to have. You know, those five guys have to be able to play as one. Is
3: there much personality in that group?
1: <laughs> not really. Not really. Well, Tui, I mean, holy cow, I mean, he's you know, he's, he's all personality. But you know, you wouldn't necessarily see it. I mean, I think when they're in their element is where it comes out. And so yes, there's a ton of personality in that yeah. room, but they're a little bit reserved in public. Right
3: on. What is the biggest quality or characteristic that you're looking? Uh, ultimately to stand out in the quarterback battle when you choose your guy? I think it's
1: just three things, and I say this, you know, I mean, it's pretty much my standard three line on the three things I want out of a quarterback. I think, number one, a great decision maker, you know, somebody that's going to take care of the football and put us in a position to be successful. Number two is accuracy. You know, they've got to be able to spot the ball and not make every tough a catch a tough catch, put the ball somewhere where a guy can get yards after catch. And then number three is leadership, being able to command the offense and, uh, and, and put trust in, you know, People feel like, yeah, I, I, I know that guy can get the job done, and so those are kind of the three things that, at the end of the day, it's going to come down to. But I'd say yeah, this: one of the other things has got to be his production. You know, who is consistently producing? And you know, we've got a, we've got our running tally running tally going, and you know, you got to take into account the mix and match that you're doing sometimes in fall camp. With are they with the ones? Are they with the twos? Are they with the threes? That's why it's so much more important for us. We got to at least prepare this thing down to two after Saturday.
3: With uh, Troy working with the quarterbacks, it's
1: opened up reps for more running backs. So do you have any fresh, fresh thoughts on that position group, and you know, you know where they are now for four days? Yeah, well, I mean the one thing that's probably hurt us the most is Carl Tucker getting a little bit a little bit of an aggravated hamstring type thing, and hopefully he'll be back quickly from that, but you know those things can be different that way so um, because that's the kind of a guy that was every down type of back for us. you know Tyler's more of a situational back, um, but you know I think Tyrell Burgess has taken. Advantage of his new opportunity, and I think he's done some really nice things. I think the two freshmen that stand out the, probably the most right now are Isaiah Infonse and, and um, um, Lane Sumner. Um, you know, Justin Colley, I think flashes at times, still a little bit behind in terms of learning the system. And so, those are, you know, it's going to be interesting for that group. And you're going to see us get the ball in our playmakers' hands. Some of those guys, like Willie P., and, and even Coy Steele, and you know, our Q runs, and, and so we're going to have to be a little bit creative. Did
3: Lane seem like he was uh, ahead of a curve?
1: Very smart. Very smart. He picks up on things very quickly.
3: The pullback position is a group that you've built up to have some depth now. Can you talk about RJ Fitzgerald, the kind
1: of role he'll play in this offense? Yeah, RJ is just, I mean, he's probably, I'd say, like if you were to say, who, who does everybody love? Everybody loves RJ. Everybody loves Wilson Broad. I mean, those guys that are just great team guys. They work hard. They do everything correct. They're there for their teammates. They bring great energy. And, and you want to reward those guys. You want to have a, help them have a role. And so I think that's something that, you know, he is true. That's what he is. He's a fullback at this level. He's probably not long enough to play linebacker. He's not a true tailback, but there's a spot for him. And it might be that 7 to 12 plays a game, but there's a spot for him. And he's going to take a great deal of pride in that. And if we say, hey, go you know, stick your face on that middle linebacker or that outside linebacker, he's going to do it. And he's going to do the best job he can. But, you know, you got a guy like Blake Allred. He's a very very much in that mold. And then, uh, you know, you're going to see Tyler do some of those things, too.
2: There's been a lot of talk about quarterback and understandably so. We've talked a lot about position battles at wide receiver and running back where there'll be some new faces in some key places. But one of the more veteran parts of the team comes across the offensive line. Four starters are back to that unit from last season. And one of them, Lewis Kidd, is a young player, a redshirt sophomore, who has a lot of potential. When he was recruited and signed, head coach Jeff Cho raved about what Kidd could bring to the program, contributed in a big way last year as a redshirt freshman expecting even bigger things this year out of him as he moves out to right tackle after practice was over today brooks Nuana is of skyline sports mt.com and i had a chance to sit down with the sophomore
3: so i know that you came here started out playing defense played both sides um, in high school how was the initial change starting last year moving to offense
4: uh, it was a little crazy a little wild um similar position obviously but It's easier when you're younger and in high school, middle school, whatever, to go from position, especially on the offense and defensive line. You know, you're just going across the line and hitting the other dude. But there's a lot of technical differences between the offense and defense. So I think learning those things was a big part of me and then just having the confidence to execute them because that was kind of my big thing. My first spring ball was I knew the plays and I was in the playbook and I knew what I was doing. It's just wasn't confident in my technique and stuff, so that kind of – made me not as good of a player and I think last year towards the end of the season and this year now I'm just more confident in my technique and knowing exactly what I'm doing and doing it and getting the job done. Would you say
3: that's your biggest progression from last year to this year is some of the technique things being more comfortable with that position? Yep, uh,
4: technique for sure and as well as uh, just my football IQ I think has gone up, you know, all these position meetings that we do Um, when I first got here I was like I don't know how I'm ever going to be able to distinguishes this technique versus this technique and be able to get this block versus this block. But now it's kind of becoming second nature to me. And, uh, you know, we talk about it so much. And, you know, with the guys on your team, you know, your teammates, you, you know, comes up in just regular everyday conversation where you're talking about it. So just kind of being more comfortable with that and being able to identify some of the stuff that the defense is doing and what we're doing, um, not just the O-line, but the offense as a whole has really helped out. So...
3: Still being an underclassman, how much did you value the experience that you gained last year from so much so many game reps?
4: Oh, it was awesome. Um, you know, it was terrible that uh, Caleb Gillis went down, but you know he was a great guy and he was great with helping me. And it, it was awesome to get in and be around those upperclassmen who have been there before, been doing it for a couple of years, and could really you know block you into what you're doing, and that just gave me even more confidence than what I would have had. So.
3: Now you you bump out from, from playing mostly guard to now playing right tackle. Mm-hmm. Um, how's that
4: transition been? What's the biggest change for you? Uh, just playing with more space. Uh, tackling, you know, you're kind of more on an island than with guard, you got a little bit more help with stuff. Um, either way though, similar position, just kind of working with a uh, little bit faster dudes rather than bigger dudes. So just kind of working my weight, transitioning that, um, and just the slightly different techniques that come with that. So. But um, you know, still working some guard reps, so just willing to take whatever reps we need to get.
3: Have you been able to lean on Mitch Brought, being a guy that played right tackle for the better part of three years? Have,
4: has he been an influence for you at that position? Oh yeah, for sure. You know, I try to I try to model after Mitch Bra because you know he's one of the guys that does it right every play, and you can, you know, every day that he's going to bring it, and you know every day that what he's bringing is his best effort and. You know, he rarely messes up and he makes all the plays that he's supposed to and gets his job done. So I've just been trying to, you know, pick his brain, ask him questions, stick with him and, you know, be with him in practice and try to, you know, see how he does it and see what he's about. And it's been awesome. And he's a great, great leader, great guy, one of my best friends on the team. Um, And he's just been a huge help and a huge influence
3: on me. Talk about the right guard spot right now is a spot that's open. I know that Zach Red and, and Connor Wood are both kind of battling for that spot. Um, I know that you've taken some reps there as well. But what would be the biggest influence to whoever wins that spot? What's it going to take, and, and
4: what do they need to do to win that spot? Uh, just a little bit more growing up, you know. I mean, it's crazy going to from being a freshman, a redshirt freshman who you know you don't play and you don't you haven't played real football since your senior year of high school. And I think that's kind of a shock for some guys coming in. You know, senior year, if you come to college to play the next level, that means you were the dude at your high school. So you didn't have to worry about competing for a spot. You knew you were coming in to play. Um, so a lot of these guys, I think it's kind of a shock that, you know, they got to really hone in on some of the stuff that they might nec- not necessarily have learned or, you know, maybe picked up in high school. So I think the biggest thing with those guys is just you got to grow up faster. And uh, I think they've done a great job even since spring ball getting in, uh, getting extra film, getting extra work to just up their game and it's just going to be who who's doing it the most and I think they're both great competitors and it's going to be awesome to see who's, who's going to get it.
3: Last couple things for you. Uh, quarterback competition, you know, a, div- a diverse skill set from every single guy. What have you seen from the quarterbacks and what do you think of that competition so far through camp?
4: Um, well, it's awesome to see, you know, a really good quarterback competition. Um, awesome to see different guys and see who's you know taking the time to get the uh reps right and stuff um you know with those guys there's a lot of different skill sets uh between arm arm strength and speed and it's just kind of a different thing and it's it's a little difficult at times kind of balancing you know oh, we got rovig or travis in you know it's just uh and even with troy it's just kind of knowing your per, uh, personnel and uh I mean, they're all competing, and it's all awesome to see, but um, they all bring a little bit different flavor to the, uh, to the offense, so it'll be interesting to see how it plays out.
3: Last thing for you, a bunch of new guys offensively, a bunch of different skill guys. Um, who have you seen that's
4: popped, maybe some of the freshmen in the running back crew or the wide receiver crew? Uh, yeah, so I think all the freshmen are getting after it. I think even last year and this year, seeing those freshmen come in, they, they're all hungry, and they all want to play. And I think that's kind of, I think it's cool. They made that new rule where you can play up to four games and still redshirt. So, um, yeah, but a lot of those guys, um, Justin Culley, um, Derek Snell on the tight ends getting after it, Um, Kobe DeRue. I've seen him making some plays out there, Uh, you know, but all those guys that I've seen, been able to see take those reps um we really only gotten a couple chances to really watch the young guys play because when we're out there on the field we usually do ones and ones and twos and threes and fours so it's kind of hard to watch them when we're going but yesterday when we were watching them do the young guys stuff just after all the practice uh was done it's just awesome to see because those guys bring in every play and they want to get better and they want to you can tell those guys want to play so one more for you. Uh,
3: splitting the field seems like you're getting a lot more reps as a team. Do you feel like that's been beneficial to get that much
4: extra film? to watch? Yeah, 100, um, 100. It's hard sometimes to get through the film room, and you know, we got to skip through some reps, and we got to get through all that stuff. But it's nice because you know you get the ones and twos, and then you can get the threes and fours at the same time, and you don't have to worry about guys sitting out and getting cold, and guys you know coming in not paying attention whatever it may be and uh it's also working our cardio for sure um you know we want to play fast this year and the defense wants to play fast as well so rather than transitioning and you know switching up the teams and switching up second and first team just getting it all together and you know saying go you know you got these reps and with this many players like this is how it's going to be for the game so it's been awesome to do
2: During spring ball, you guys experimented with some different positions moved around in different spots How is that benefiting you now now that everybody's gone back to their normal position? How have the reps at different spots helped? Uh, Oh, it's
4: awesome. I mean you get to play a different position uh, Especially at O-line. I mean a lot of it's similar, but there's a lot of different techniques and different plays Um, but I think a lot of guys benefit from that because Getting to see it from a different perspective and then getting changed back just you remember. Okay. I remember I can't, you know, leave this technique for my guard because I remember that was a really hard block to make, so i got to help out a little bit more. So just seeing that from a different perspective, and it kind of puts you in the other position's shoes. And, um, yeah, it just makes you a lot better and a lot better player, and it just helps your football knowledge. I think that's one thing that's for sure helped out playing both tackle and guard, just being able to recognize the fronts and uh, techniques and all the stuff that the D-line is throwing at us.
2: The offensive line is always a really tight-knit group of guys. You guys have so much continuity back. Four starters returned from last year's team. How will that help that group take the next step and help whoever the new quarterback is be a little more comfortable in their skin?
4: Uh, it's going to be awesome because I just think, you know, as an old line we kind of, you know, it's our job to kind of lead the group. If we can't get it going, you know, the offense isn't going to flow as well. So... I think being able to, for whichever quarterback goes in, being able to know that the offensive line is going to have him and know that we've been playing together for a while is going to give him a little bit more confidence and us to be able to flow a little bit better. Um, but like you said, the o line's is a great room. All, all good friends. Everyone's super close. Nothing ever comes up where it's like you know, there's any tension or anything. Uh, we're all honest with each other, and we all like to hang out. So. It's great being with these guys, and it's great playing with these guys, uh, just like my brothers. So.
2: Coach Toffolele, your O-line coach, kind of a soft-spoken guy, at least when he's in front of the public. What's he like behind the scenes? Because watching him in practice, he' pretty direct, it would seem.
4: Oh, yeah. Uh, he's a direct guy. Um, yeah, uh, he's a nice—but he's a great coach. Um, he loves to give us crap. He loves to, you know— we mess around a little bit in the old line room, and he loves to, you know, toss it around too. So, it's good to have um, that balance between seriousness and kind of goofiness, where it's not all, you know, hard, and he's not all on us all the time. Where you can tell he's kind of giving us a little breather, um, kind of trying to joke around with us and all this stuff. And you know, all the guys love him, and he relates to us really well. And he gets after us on the field, and he's big on honesty. You know, big on telling us exactly what it is. And if we mess up, like he's gonna tell us that was not a good rep, how we need to fix it, and you need to be better next time. So it's better than um, you know some coaches who aren't as transparent. Not necessarily on this team, but just in general. Um, we've all had coaches that you know they say something and you kind of don't really know what to do with it. He will give you that uh, correction and give you that um, that stuff that you're gonna to need to put on the put it on the film and be better the next rep. So.
2: We mentioned a lot of guys back on the offensive line. Who would you say is the leader of the offensive line group? I would say Mitch and Al, for sure. Um, just those guys being here the longest,
4: um, taking the most reps. Uh, those guys get it done every play. Uh, they're great models, and they're great to see those guys. It's great to see those guys get after it and be able to, you know, we put on film from a couple of years ago and still those guys, and it's awesome to see those guys even get better from those reps they were taking to now. Um, they're great. They're great friends, you know, and they're great teammates and they it's not just a, you know, it's not like a click or anything with the O-line or D-line. It's just they, we're friends with everyone and those guys can relate to everyone and those guys are just uh, great leaders for us.
2: You've been here a while, but you're still one of the younger guys on the offensive line. How have those two had an influence on you as, your pl- as a player in your time here? Uh, it's it's kind of interesting, you know, because it's like kind of feel older, but, you know, I, I'm,
4: I'm only a redshirt sophomore, so. Uh, but time's flying for sure. Uh, you can tell you know, when they say, you know, it's gone in a blink of an eye. It's so true because I only have three years left and it feels like I just got here yesterday. But um, it's, it's, been a, it's been an adjustment because you got to grow up, you know. Like I was saying with those younger guys, it's a matter of just growing up and getting your job done even when, you know, it might not be necessarily the best rep or whatever. Just not letting your brothers down. But, uh, yeah, Tui and I are in kind of a similar position, you know, kind of playing, and it's weird, but, you know, it's a good feeling, and, It'll be good in the future when we can help bring those new guys and all the guys that are going to come in in the future.
2: Well, that's it for now. Be sure to check back every day here on the Bobcat Insider podcast page for daily fall camp reports, post-practice audio with head coach Jeff Choate and selected players. Also, don't forget, coming up when the season gets started, our Bobcat Insider television show moves to Thursday nights at 9.30 on your local Fox station, and we're just a few days away, Wednesday night, August 22nd. The first Cat Chat of the season at the Club Tavern and Grill on North 7th Avenue in Bozeman. Get that on your calendar right now. It'll be our season preview show on Cat Chat on Wednesday, August 22nd. Be sure to stay engaged and interactive with us. You can follow me on Twitter at MSU Bobcats Voice. I'm Jay Sanderson. Thanks so much for being with us and we'll talk to you next time. You've been listening to the Bobcat Insider. Be sure to stay up to date with all things Montana State Athletics
1: by visiting msubobcats.com and by following the cats on social media on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram using the handle msubobcats.
0: The preceding has been a Learfield presentation.